Welcome to the NPTE Final Frontier Podcast, helping one student at a time. Visit NPTEFF.com to enroll today so you can pass tomorrow. Thank you for joining us here on the NPTE Final Frontier Podcast. My name is Nick. My name is David. And my name is Emily. Today, we will be discussing urinary incontinence. Urinary incontinence is defined as an involuntary leakage or loss of urine. For the remainder of this podcast, we will be referring to urinary incontinence as UI. UI is a common condition which is often underdiagnosed and underreported, which makes it undertreated. Many people suffering from UI do not seek medical attention, which is thought to be due to several factors. Many people assume UI is part of the normal aging process, while others are embarrassed or have a lack of knowledge regarding treatment options. It is important to note that UI is a common symptom of an underlying medical condition and not a condition within itself. Some of these underlying medical conditions can include but are not limited to childbirth, surgery, dietary problems such as excessive caffeine intake, diabetes, and various neurological conditions, such as multiple sclerosis, spinal cord injury, stroke, or Parkinson's disease. Individuals suffering from UI often restrict their social activities and interactions due to fear of urine leakage and odor concerns while in public. These participation limitations then further impact the individual's physical and mental health, which can lead to depression, skin breakdown, UTIs, and urosepsis. UI is a worldwide problem that affects both males and females. It is estimated to affect approximately 51% of females and 13.9% of males. There is a wide range of risk factors that make an individual more susceptible to developing UI. Some risk factors are more likely to cause a specific type of UI. These risk factors include, but are not limited to, advancing age, Alzheimer's or dementia, an enlarged abdomen, which can be due to obesity, pregnancy, or ascites, chronic constipation, excessive caffeine or alcohol intake, a history of recurrent UTIs, history of sexually transmitted diseases, diabetes, neurological disorders, certain medications, and pelvic or bladder surgeries. Some risk factors specific to women include pregnancy, vaginal or cesarean birth, or menopause, while risk factors specific to men include an enlarged prostate gland or prostate surgery. There are four main types of UI, which include stress incontinence, urge incontinence, overflow incontinence, and functional incontinence. There is also an additional type of UI referred to as mixed incontinence, which is when an individual presents with more than one type of incontinence. David and Nick will now briefly describe each of these types of incontinence to give you a general understanding of the different presentations. Thanks, Emily. Now that we have that overview of UI, let's look a little deeper at the different types, starting with urge incontinence also known as overactive bladder. 
a patient with urge incontinence will present with a strong desire to void. This strong desire to void is caused by an involuntary contraction of the detrusor muscle, which is a smooth muscle of the bladder wall. It can also be caused by involuntary sphincter relaxation without known infection or pathology. A patient with urge incontinence will experience an increase in frequency and urgency to void, along with a decrease in the volume of urine expelled. Although this type of urinary incontinence is idiopathic, it can be caused by a neurogenic bladder, medication, alcohol, bladder infection, tumor of the bladder, or bladder outlet obstruction. With urge incontinence, a patient will notice triggering events causing sudden leakage of urine. Some of these triggering events include inserting a key into the house door to go inside, running hands under water, hearing running water, thinking of going to the bathroom, or even just passing by the bathroom. Another type of urinary incontinence is overflow incontinence. Overflow incontinence is seen when there is overdistension of the bladder and the bladder cannot completely empty. A patient with overflow incontinence will have no sensation of fullness or emptying as the urine leaks or dribbles out. The causes of overflow incontinence includes a deficient or acontractile detrusor muscle, hypotonic or underactive detrusor muscle secondary to drugs, fecal impaction, diabetes, a lower spinal cord injury, or multiple, multiple sclerosis. In men, the most common causes of overflow incontinence is secondary obstruction due to prostatic hyperplasia, prostatic carcinoma, or urethrostricture. In women, the most common causes of overflow incontinence is due to obstruction caused by severe genital prolapse or surgical overcorrection of urethral detachment. All right. Thanks, David. So now we have stress incontinence. And stress incontinence can be viewed as the involvement of the bladder or urethral support, while the bladder itself is presented as typical. So one may think of the inclusion of, but is not limited to, decreased strength of the urethral sphincter, decreased strength of the pelvic floor, nerve damage, possibly secondary to examples such as childbirth or tumor, and finally, laxity of the ligamentous and fascial structures. So here, urine is typically lost through activities that increase the intra-abdominal pressure, such as coughing, sneezing, laughing, or through physical exertion, such as jogging or jumping, and those are just some examples. Some of those activities are essentially referring to when the abdominal pressure exceeds the urethral pressure, bringing out urine loss as the pelvic floor musculature may not be able to counteract the urethral or bladder pressure. And as a reminder, mixed urinary incontinence can be referring to the presentation of both stress and urge incontinence together. And next, we have functional incontinence, which can be viewed as a typical presentation of the bladder, so referring to an absence of a urologic structural issue, but with incontinence secondary to the inability to access proper necessities of urine elimination. Mobility deficits, limitations of proper elimination access, and an altered mental status can be just some examples here. 
So one may think of increased difficulty getting to a bathroom on time, referring to either through mobility or access difficulties. Next can be increased difficulty manipulating the buttons and or the zippers on the lower extremities, if applicable, or one may just say managing clothing in general. And a last example can be forgetting how to perform the task of urine elimination itself. And there we have it. But as always, don't stop there. Continue to the review process of the various types of urinary incontinence, along with the typical bladder function, medical management, interventions, and much, much more that may be helpful to further the learning process of the expansive topic of urinary incontinence. Now that you understand urinary incontinence, here is a quote from Dr. APJ Abdul Kalam. Every pain gives a lesson, and every lesson changes a person. So no matter what you encounter, it is okay. All of those mistakes that passed, it is okay because you learn from it. You learn from that past. You learn from that error. You learn from that mistake. You grow, you move on, and you conquer, just like you are going to do to this exam. So go out there, make those mistakes, make those errors, and learn those lessons. You are powerful. You are strong. You are a final frontier warrior, and you will pass. Are you a PTA student preparing for your National Physical Therapy Assistant exam? Well, look no further than Final Frontier's PTA Full Live course. This eight-week review course meets three times a week with all lectures recorded, just in case you are unable to attend, or you would like to rewatch a lecture. You'll also be provided with a three-month detailed timetable, one 200-question PTA practice exam, email support for any questions, and much more, which can all be found at mpteff.com. And one of the best parts about this course is that you have nine months of unlimited access to the material. Thank you very much for listening. For more information on NPTE Final Frontier, please visit NPTEFF.com. You can also check out all of our social media platforms, such as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We hope this episode discussing urinary incontinence was helpful. And we look forward to you joining us here next time for the NPTE Final Frontier Podcast. Thank you very much.